Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. to run your race yeah we're trying to keep up with you yeah I've got my running shoes on tonight so I'm in yeah you too praise the Lord we're in this together take your seats for a few minutes good to be with you on this Sunday night want to talk to you briefly about the king is among us and he is the king is among us and uh, as you heard this morning that we had a prayer meeting in this building and we only had half the building on Wednesday night because this side was set up for holiday adventures. So we had like half the room here and it was packed. It was filled with people uh, of every generation. Just, you know, just here we were to pray. Here we were to gather. Here we were to build. Here we were to hear what God had to say. And uh, this room reminded me of, and in fact, I think I said it at one point, and, you know, I just got a little tiny glimpse of what the army looks like. Because so often we look at the church as a place where we come, where we gather, where we socialize, where we come to worship our God, and the church is all of that. But I got a tiny little glimpse of what the army of God looks like. And the army of God is a company of people who stand to their feet. And they know that they've got a purpose. They know that they're on this earth for a will and purpose of God. And it's a people that are running together and their faces are turned towards God. And, you know, you could hear something of the sound of God in the room on Wednesday night. And when the people of God begin to cry out in unison and there's a cry of the heart, but there's a cry that we're, we're just shoulder to shoulder in all of this. You just know that, you know, things are beginning to happen, that God is beginning to make changes, that prayers are, are being answered, that our own hearts and minds and lives are being awakened to the reality of the kingdom of God. And when God moves upon a life, it is not a small thing. You know, it's not a small thing. When you've been rescued out of darkness, it's not a small thing. When you've been rescued out of addiction, it's not a small thing. When your heart wakes up to the reality of the kingdom of God, it is not a minor small thing. It is a major thing. And God is doing it in our own midst. God is doing it in our church. God is doing it beyond these walls. And you know, I've got eyes of vision to see what God can do beyond the four walls of our church. But I know that a huge thing is taking place within this body right here. And I encourage you strongly to keep your heart open to the Lord. The scripture in Numbers 23, and I'll abbreviate some of this because we've, you know, we've, um, time is running away. But in Numbers 23 verses 19 to 21, I love it because it describes something about God. It speaks about how God is not human. And he's not like a man that he does not lie. Neither does he change his mind. When God speaks, he acts. And when he promises, he will fulfill. And when he blesses, that blessing will not be revoked. For the Lord their God is with them and the shout of the king is among them. And I want you to know that the king is among us. I want you to know that the king is here tonight and the king is 
is among us in our church. And I, I don't know what's happening. I wish I could describe it all to you. Sometimes you just know things in your heart. Sometimes you see things with, you know, vision that goes beyond just what this natural eyes can give. But there's times when God just does something in your heart and you know you're about to see God do something. And we are in that moment right now. The King is among us. And I want to touch on a few things because the greatest shout that you will ever have in your life, sorry to tell some of you this, is not at your football match. Listen, I don't go to football. It's, it's not my thing. Take me to the cricket. I could be mildly interested. Thank you. I have one. Thank you, Caleb. God bless you, my brother. Up there, back there. I do like the cricket, I do. I told Brendan Wiggs that and he nearly fell off his chair when I told him that. He could not believe that he just thinks I stay in the Holy of Holies all the time. But there, there are times when I do like the cricket. But the greatest shout will not be on your sporting field. The greatest shout will be when the King is among the body of Christ and the King is doing something right now. And when the king is among us, he begins to speak, he begins to act, he fulfills, he blesses. Why? Because he's in our midst. And I'm so confident that God has spoken to us. I'm so confident that we are carrying the word of the Lord. And if he has spoken, and I know he has, he watches over his word to fulfill it. He watches over his own word to fulfill it. And God has given me a word regarding salvations and prodigal sons and daughters. God has given me a word that He's about to do something fresh, that the refreshing rain of His presence is already among us, that you will rise up like on eagles' wings, that you'll not grow weary, you'll not fall down, you'll not be faint. God has given me a word and I know He's watching over the word that He gives to fulfill it. So if you've been in a series of weariness and falling down, be open to the Lord because God is ready to refresh you. And I said it in brief this morning, but God is, what He's doing is reviving His own church. He's reviving His people. You know, He has to do that because otherwise we won't be ready for what God is doing on this earth. Do you know the body of Christ, the church, is the ambassador of God? That we carry the will of God, the purposes of God, the thoughts of God, the dreams of God, the very plans of God are already imparted and sown within the body of Christ today. And so He has to awaken and revive us so that we are able to carry what He wants to bring upon the earth. I can't wait. I can't wait until, you know, we've run out of chairs. I can't wait until this altar is so filled and we've already started to see it, you know, that people can't even wait to the end of a service. I want to get saved right now. I wish you'd hurry up and end the service because I want to give my life to Jesus now. That's what God's Spirit looks like when it starts to move. It just is. You know, even as we've been praying tonight, I've been so aware that as we've called out the things of God, that even beyond this room, that God is spirit, God's Spirit is touching somebody in their home tonight. I'm so aware of that, that even somebody who thinks they're so far from God, God has said, I've got it and I've got them and I know them by name for I created them for a divine purpose and God's got it. 
I read um, Wednesday night, I was actually reminded because a whole bunch of things were happening in this room, I forgot to mention it, but I'll mention it now. And when we were praying, you know, the Lord reminded me about something that he showed me some years ago. And and uh, not that I'm technical or got any great understanding of sound or anything, but you know, some years ago, I'd read a story about some soldiers who'd marched across the suspension bridge. And the sound of their marching and the, you know, the constancy of it and the frequency of it had caused this suspension bridge to weaken and eventually collapsed. And I remember some years ago after I read that, I asked someone who knows about sound and I said, I said, with that, you know, that frequency and that sound that comes, could that have happened with the walls of Jericho? that when they marched around those walls for all those days, could that frequency, that sound, that synergy, could that day after day, could that have weakened the walls? And then by the time they got to that final day and let out that mighty shout, those walls came crashing down. Could that have happened? And this person who was a sound engineer said it actually could have happened because we know that frequency can weaken something. We know that if you've got a glass, an empty glass, and you get that high-pitched frequency, what does it do? It smashes the glass. But an empty glass is easier to break than a full glass. There's a message right there, which we won't go to, but an empty glass will smash much quicker than a full glass. So you and I need to be full of the Holy Spirit and with power. We need to be filled with the Word of God within us. Frequency. And I wonder whether, as they gathered in the upper room in the book of Acts, whether there was such a sound and Why? Because they were in one accord, they were in unity and there was such a sound in the Spirit that there was a frequency in the Spirit and what happened was the Holy Spirit came and filled them that day. If it happened then, it can happen again. If God moved then, God can move again. If God touched lives then and filled people then, changed lives then and they went out from that place and they began to, the gospel began to spread. I wonder, as we march around our walls, as we begin to declare the promises of God, as we begin to allow the frequency of heaven to get a hold of us, I wonder if walls are going to start breaking. I wonder if those things that have have appeared like a locked door in your company, in your presence, You know, I heard a word in Melbourne just recently and it wasn't given to me personally, but I heard it and I received it and a prophet in our nation got up and he was asked, you know, do you have a word for the conference? And he said, well, I don't, but wait, yes, I do. And I love that because I thought he's got something from God and we're all listening. And he said, he said, I see a locked door. And that locked door has prevented you from stepping into your future and stepping into your destiny. And that locked door should not be there. That locked door was put there by the enemy. God did not intend for that door to be locked. But as you have prayed and as the prayers of faith have gone out and even your tears have fallen upon that key, that that door is about to be opened and no more will it be locked and, and hinder you from stepping into where you need to go. And you know, when that man of God said that, I heard it, I received it. I began, I actually dropped to my knees in my seat. It was a moment of surrender. And I knew that that locked door that God said, it should not be there. 
And I knew I was about to step into something new in the spirit. And you know that, and he said, that's a word for the churches. It wasn't just for the conference. Maybe it's a word for you in this place tonight. God is doing something. Three words that I believe are significant to our time is the word purpose and presence and promise. In Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In the New Living Translation, it says, Despite all of these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Let those words just sink and marinate for a minute or two. That overwhelming victory is yours through Christ who loves you overwhelming victory, more than conquerors. I, I, I watch that scripture with great respect because as much as I love it and say, hallelujah, praise the Lord to it, I hear it with great respect because you can't be a conqueror unless you've got something to conquer. You can't be more than a conqueror unless there's something to be more than a conqueror over, Right? And I like scriptures like that. How do we become more than conquerors? Three quick thoughts for you tonight. Number one is that we put the promise before the problem. We put the promise before the problem. Secondly is that we put the word first and not the worry. And thirdly, communion above the crisis. In the book of Acts, Paul and his sailors, and I'll abbreviate, but... You know, they're out on the sea and they're, they're in a shipwreck situation. And in chapter 27, in verse 13, it starts to describe the sequence of events. You know, I love it. It sounds like the story of our lives. In verse 13, it says, a gentle south wind was blowing. How nice is that? Just a gentle breeze is blowing. It's nothing dramatic. It's nothing challenging. Just a gentle south wind is blowing. But by the time you get to verse 14, it says the wind's now turned into a hurricane. So we've gone from a gentle little breeze to now one verse later, we're now into a hurricane. And then in verse 20, they're starting to throw things out of the ship throwing the unnecessary things overboard. They've not eaten for days. So in amongst this high drama on the seas, the Apostle Paul in verse 27 of Acts, verse 22, this is the word, this is the word, this is the word. And he says, but now I urge you to keep courage because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Just, just get the scene for a minute. There's shipwreck, you know, they're, they're in fear, they're in high anxiety, they're about to lose their ship, their possessions, potentially at this point their lives. They've not eaten, they are physically weak. And then a man of God comes with a word right in the middle of all of that. And in verse 33, 35, Paul is telling them to eat because they've not eaten for 14 days. And he says again, he says, not one hair on your heads will be lost. And then in the middle of this high drama, Paul breaks open the bread and he takes communion in front of them. I mean, if you're in the middle of a shipwreck, are you thinking about bread, taking communion, giving a word from God? 
All I can say is thank God for men and women who've got an ear to hear the voice of God. In a crisis, in a situation, in a high drama, in a time of challenge, in a time of I don't know where we're going, in a time of are we about to lose the ship, our lives, and in front of 276 men, he breaks bread and gives thanks to God. And it turned the atmosphere around on that shipwreck situation. And these men, the scripture tells us, are greatly encouraged because of Paul, because of a man of faith, because of a man who turns his face to God and he says, I've got a word from God for you. I cannot tell you how many times that's happened to Byron and I. I cannot tell you. I I wouldn't even know how many times where a word from God has defied, defied the situation, where it's changed the story, it's changed the outcome, where the promises of God over the problem have given a different outcome, where the word of God over worry has changed us and how communion over crisis made all the difference. When Byron was battling cancer, we took communion over the health crisis. We turned our face to God and we took the bread and we took the cup as we've done tonight. Why? Because we believe in the power of the blood and the name of Jesus Christ. Thank God. Moses was told to go to Pharaoh to let God's people go. Just get that picture for a minute. How do you find what you need to go before a dictatorial ruler? Just think about the dictatorial rulers on our earth today. Where would you find the confidence and the courage to go before a dictatorial ruler and make demands? Where does that authority come from? And it comes from a word that God has given and he tells Moses to go. David, why did, where did David find the confidence to go down into the Philistine enemy camp to recover everything that was taken and stolen? He first turned his face to God and he said, God, do I go, do I pursue or don't I? And God says, go, pursue, I'll be with you and you will recover everything that's been taken. Where does our confidence lie? It lies in the word that God gives And so as you know, in 2022, 2023, God has given us as a church a word, a word that we've been walking through, a word that you've heard now on repeat. And some of you have probably thought on a Sunday, not the book of Ezekiel again, not the book of Haggai again. They're not going to preach out of that same word again. Well, here's the thing, we're not going to keep on doing it until God has fulfilled the word and the promise and everything that he said that he was about to do. He knows what he's doing, but what do these words really mean to us? Where do we go with all of this? What is God doing? All I know is that it's an invitation into the unknown, that we don't always fully know exactly what God is going to put together, but we do know that what he puts together will be far greater than what we could do on our own. Peter is in a boat. Remember that? Storm, night, what he thinks is a ghost out on the water and he suddenly realises that this could be the Lord and he calls out to the Lord and the Lord gives him one word, just one word. And Jesus says, come. If I'm in that situation, I want more than one word. You know what I mean? I want more than just come. I do want a bit more detail, just a bit. 
And Peter steps out and he becomes the water walker. Oh man, don't you ever, ever, ever. If God has given you a word on something, don't you budge off that. Don't you let the wind and the waves and the tossing and the turning and the ins and outs and the ups and downs of our emotions and the situation that looks like A, B and C. And God said, don't you worry about A, B and C. I'm going to get you to the other side. I'm going to fulfill the word that I gave you. I will watch over my word to perform it in Jesus' name. The wind and the waves will cease and you'll get through on the other side. Don't you worry about how it looks, feels or seems. Many years ago, we had our own business. We were doing okay, quite comfortable, largely due to the long hours that Byron did and, you know, we were living quite comfortably. And right in the middle of living comfortably, right smack bang in the middle of we're doing all right, God gives a word and He says, are you willing to give up your smaller ambition for a greater ambition in me? right in the middle of that. What does that mean? But if you notice that the first word that God asked us was, are you willing? And Byron brought that out this morning. Are you willing? Are you willing to surrender? Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to follow? Are you willing to obey? Are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to worship? Are you willing to let go of your ambition for a greater ambition in God? And we gave up quite a few things. We gave up jobs. We gave up what was my dream to live in another part of Australia. We gave up a house. We gave up a number of things. But I tell you what, looking back in hindsight, I'm so glad that God found willingness. He found willingness. And I want to just encourage you tonight with these few simple words. God is inviting us into more. He's inviting us into the unknown. He's inviting us into something that is far greater than what you and I can put together. Whatever and wherever your life is right now, trust the Lord with what He wants to put together in your life. There is much more ahead of us yet. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or think or imagine according to His Spirit, His power that is at work within us. I want you to know that the King is among us. Team, would you come back, please? What does it mean when you say that the King or that the King is among us? Among, it's a funny word. Had to write it down a couple of times. It caught my attention, among. I don't know, it's a weird, I, you know, I even had to correct my spelling on it because I kept going A-M-O-U-N-G and I thought, no, that doesn't look right. It's O-M-O-O-N-G. No, go back, among. What does among mean? Well, it means that you're either right in the middle of something or it means that you are surrounded by something. It was only a few weeks ago, Dan was there and Courtney and others and we're in a meeting, one of our highway meetings and something happened. Something really did happen. And we were surrounded by a sound in the room that I knew was the sound of angels that absolutely came into the room. That has never happened to me before. I've had a few times where I could point and say, there's an angel there, there's an angel there, there's an angel there, but this was different. And this was a surround sound, a heavenly sound. And this sound of angels absolutely just filled the room all around like that. We, many of us heard it that day, it wasn't just me. 
And I realise that what's happening is that we have stepped into and the King is among us. And the heavenly hosts are surrounding us. And the plans that God's got for the people in Highway Church and your individual lives, if you are willing to trust Him with what comes next, you will start to see the miracles of God, the breakthroughs of God, the transformations, the salvations of the Lord. Those locked doors are no longer locked. Those things that have prevented you and kept you on the outside, God's about to change and rearrange all of that. There is a healing and a reviving coming into the body of Christ. God has commanded a blessing. And He says, once I've commanded the blessing, He said, I will watch it and I'll not revoke it. I will watch over my Word. And if you will speak what God speaks, you'll see the things of the Lord come to pass. God has not changed His mind and we shouldn't either. Why? Because the King is among us. And I know this is just a few simple words right now, but I want to pray. We've got about seven or eight minutes and then we're going to let you enjoy your, which is still really late afternoon, right? I mean, we start at four. Hello. It's like the middle of the day. It's not even late. But I, I don't know. I wish I could describe to you what I'm sensing, what I'm feeling. All I know is that God's about to do something new in you. He really is. God is about to revive His church. Some of you have carried around some things for a long time, and I know what that's like. And I tell you, it's a heavy load. But God's about to release you and revive you and set you on a new path and the King is among us. The King is among us. Would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. What was that second song we sang, Courtney, that second last song? I'll leave it to you. Courtney will choose far better than me. Just take a couple of minutes. We're just going to worship the King. And also, this is your day of salvation. The Bible says that today, today is the day of salvation. Don't put off today what you can, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. But God is about to touch lives in this room and we won't be long here. We won't take up your, we won't take you into the night. I don't think. And, uh, well, I won't. If God does, that's His business. But let's just spend a couple of minutes in worship and then Brian's going to come up and give you a chance to turn your life over to the Lord. Let's worship Him and give Him praise. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.